You know, we are celebrating second uh, Sunday of Advent. Uh, Advent means He's coming. Who's coming? Jesus is coming. He's coming, right? Uh, <clears throat> I want to talk about uh, Samson today, imitating Fed Ancestor series. I've been struggling this week, past week, to preparing this message because, you know, we try to imitate our Fed Ancestors, right? We cover like Noah, like Abraham, like Moses, and this great man of God, right? Like uh, even Rahab, though she was a prostitute, she, God used her, you know, faith and all that, right? But uh, like, you know, hearing this passage here in uh, Hebrews 11.32, and what more shall we say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, which we cover, right? You guys remember, right? Gideon, right? And Barak, Samson. And Jephthah and David and Sam. David, of course. I mean, he was King, you know, King David. Something that we can learn from David, right? And Samuel was a great prophet. But I struggle because of Barak. I mean, you know, he was a great man, but warrior, but he depended too much, you know, on Deborah. He didn't really give full, you know, God full credit, but he gave credit to Deborah. So uh, I kind of struggled. And, and, and Jephthah is, I mean, Samson was, he was a womanizer, right? And, uh, you know, like, can we really, how did they make the list? I mean, you know, that was the thought that came into my mind. And Jephthah, he was, I mean, he sacrificed his own daughters. I was like, that's crazy, you know? So I struggled a little bit. But out of three Judges, maybe we know the Samson, right? So I will cover the Samson. So instead of imitating fair answers to Samson, maybe let us not imitate. Let us not imitate Samson. I mean, you know, he, he can give us a lesson, uh, like mirror lessons, right? So I think uh, uh, I'm definitely sure there's lesson for us. And this topic is kind of heavy for us. And I want to throw a kind of heavy topic today. Because when you look at the life of Samson, he gives me like heavy stuff. Who was Samson, by the way? He was the most, one of the most powerful men ever lived. Samson, right? Whenever I think about Samson, the thought came into my mind was incredible Hulk, right? He, this guy is an incredibly strong man. And the other thought came to my mind was uh, the Hercules in Greek mythology. He was so strong physically, yet he was so weak. Spiritually and emotionally. Uh, Peter Drucker, the father of uh, American management, he, in his book, The Effective Executive, he mentioned about those people who are in position of power, you know, those who practice power, they have weaknesses. But you know what I see? I agree with this statement, but I see every one of us have weaknesses. But those people like executives or, you know, people who got the spotlight, it's so obvious, right? So you can just see that, you know what, that guy has a power, but he or she has weaknesses. But older people like us, we do too have weaknesses, right? No one is perfect. So every one of us, we all have weaknesses. But having a faith, this is heavy stuff, okay? Having a faith means we have to deal with those stuffs, right? You know, like God accepts us as we are, right? We have to accept one another as we are. This is how I am. That's good. But I don't want to just stop there, right? What what does it mean by having a faith? It means God's working in us, molding us, right? 
developing us, developing our faith and molding us like, like Jesus Christ. Isn't it? Isn't that a faith? I want, I, want, I want us to get benefit of having a faith. And uh, Samson, uh, let's talk about Samson today. He was a miracle child. When his mother couldn't conceive any child, God gave the family. Uh, and Samson was uh, how he started his life. And uh, we didn't need the whole passage of, of Judges because Samson's story is covered by Judges chapter 13, 14, and 15, and 16, and go on. And the woman gave birth to a boy and named him Samson. He grew and the Lord blessed him. This one sentence, I think it speaks at all, right? He grew and the Lord blessed him. If he goes to school here in Los Angeles, one of the high school, probably all the teachers and all the uh, students you know, would say, this guy's going to be make it in the future. He's going to be the most successful person in the future. But he ruined it. He failed it. He lost the battle. If there was a battle, whom did he battle with? Philistines? He actually battled with himself. Do you know the biggest enemy can be you? You and you and yourself. <laughs> Seriously. I read an article about this pastor, respectable pastor, whom I really uh, liked. He, he, he was retiring. He's been pastoring for more than 30, 40 years. And one of the interviewers interview asked him, Pastor Lee, he was named Lee, Pastor Lee, all those years in the you know, ministry, what was the most difficult thing in your life, in your ministry? You know, he, you know I expect difficult people maybe. <laughs> but you know what he said? It was myself. That was the most difficult thing. The most challenging thing was myself. I had to battle with myself all those years. And I, when I heard that, like, Hmm, that statement made me think. That's right. All of us have an enemy. And our biggest enemy could be us. Jesus came so that he gave us a life, right? He wants us to live in abundance. God not only gave us salvation, but he wants to enjoy this life. I mean, fullness, right? Yet, there are enemies out there who try to destroy us who try to take away the life that God designed for us to have. It can be our enemy, the devil, but I think the biggest enemy can be us, myself. So how can you win this battle better against myself, against yourself? I think a lesson that we can learn from uh, Samson today. If we can be controlling this matter, I think we can win the battle. Three simple messages. First one, self-control. If we are not disciplined in this matter, we are lacking, if we are lacking self-control, we can become weak. We can fail. I had a friend, uh, he had an issue uh, of spending money. He makes good money. He made good money, but he spent more than he made. So there was always a problem. He's out of control in the matter. Some of us have out of control in eating matter. Anyone have the, the issue? Yeah, some of you guys have issue, right? We just eat and eat and eat. Over the, oh, you know, like, there's a test limit, right? Did you know the pig that complained to God? 
God, that human stop using the expression, they eat like pig. You know, he or she eat like pig. Stop them because they don't. Do you know that pig, they don't eat over their limit. When the stomach is about 70, 80% like feel, they stop eating. Did you know that? Pig, they don't eat. That's why they don't get stomach ache. But we got stomach ache all the time, right? We eat over our limit. Like drinking matters. We just drink and drink, drink to the point we just knock out. Substance abuse. We just do overdose out of control. What about our emotions? Sometimes we're using our emotions, like just no limitation, just out of control. Even spending time. This day, I noticed we spend too much time on the, the, our cell phone. Average, I, I heard teenagers spending six, seven, six to seven hours a day. Wow, imagine. That's, that's a long time, right? It's out of control. Everything God has given to us is, I mean, it's great things, right? But if it's out of control, it can ruin us. It can destroy us. For Samson, his problem was he loved women too much. That was it. I mean, he was, he was humanizer. He just couldn't control himself in that matter. You know, having a sensuality to opposite sex is good things, right? Without it, you can't meet anybody. But she just could not control that. Uh, let's see, let me see the, the, the passage. Samson went down to Timnar. There's a place in Philistine. And so there is a young Philistine woman. He saw the woman. When he returned, he said to his father and mother, I have seen a Philistine woman in Timnah. Now get her for me as my wife. He just saw him, saw her, I mean, and get her for me. I don't think he spent time with her or talked to her anything. <laughs> he just, you know, fell in love with the lady just by looking at her. Uh, his father and mother replied, Isn't there an acceptable woman among your relatives or among all our people? Must you go to the uncircumcised Philistine to go get a wife? But Samson said to his father, get her for me. She's the right one for me. That's the statement. When you look at the Hebrew, the expression, get her for me. She's the right one for me. That exactly means get her for me because she pleases me. She's, he is very self-centered. He doesn't really care. What, you know, like he was a wrestler, right? He made a wrestler bow to God. He pledged himself to God from when he was in the womb of mom, his mom. I'm dedicated to the Lord. That's what wrestler bow means. But he doesn't really care how God sees the things. His desire was top priority. If I can meet my desire, I don't really care what other people think. That's a, isn't this heavy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you do with this on the lack of self-control? What do you do with it? As a pastor, you know, I struggle with this kind of question. What do you do with this stuff? You know, we, you know, among our congregations, we have a lot of you know, shortcomings, a lot of struggles. And what do you do with this? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share at the end, at the conclusion of my message. Second uh, thing, uh, anger management. Samson had an anger issue. Do you know anybody who has this issue, anger issue? Anyone? I mean, somebody living together with you or your father or mother or your child or your spouse? It can be you too, right? We can have anger, anger issue too. 
And this person, or it can be myself or you, just burst like, like anger anytime. Even though it's not a really big matter, just, just you make everyone uncomfortable. <laughs> and he has to be dealt with it. Anger has to be dealt with it. When you look at the same story in Judge, Judge chapter 14, he went to Timnah and he wanted to marry this girl, right? And uh, he met young, about 30 of young people. They came and they tried to celebrate the whole the ceremony or, or process, but he kind of threw the little to them. If you figure out this little, then you know, I'm going to give you a reward. I'm going to give you like linens and clothes, 30 of them. They kind of made it you know, like a, a game. But they couldn't really figure out because it was too heavy for them. And they forced uh, Samson's wife-to-be and tell us, get a secret from Samson. So Samson had to tell his wife because she's begging him, you know, like, tell me, tell me what's the answer for this needle. And he ended up, they end up found the answer. And Samson thought that's injustice. He got upset. So he went out and killed 30, all of them. That's crazy. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> I, mean, I think that's crazy, right? And after for a while, in chapter 15, he came back to Timnar and, I want to go to my wife. I don't think he, he was even married. But the father's, father-in-law said, Hey, I thought you hid my, my daughter, so I sent my daughter to other, other household. She married to other guy. He got upset. And this is expression. Samson said to them, this time I have a right to get even. With the Philistines, I will really harm them. My goodness, he is out of control. His anger is just there. And you know what he did? He tied up tails of 300 foxes. When you read the judges, it's kind of an interesting story. I was like, how did he do that? Even though he was the most powerful man ever lived, how can he tie up all these tails of 300 foxes? And flamed them in you know, the fire, and they went all like fields and everywhere, and ruined the whole entire city. No wonder the Philistines got upset. They came back and killed. They burned the father-in-law and the daughters, and they made that instant made Samson more upset. So he went out and killed everybody. Wow! It all started with this little game. I mean, I mean, you know, it's like. Uh, Uncontrolled his desire. His father didn't give him his daughter. That was the reason. Reason. It's kind of crazy. What was his problem? I'm telling you again, this is heavy stuff. What was his problem? He was seeking revenge. What was his problem? I, I tried to figure it out. And I read one of the Bible teacher mentioned about his bitterness. Then I got, this is it. Yes. You know, revenge for heart. You want to seek revenge. You know why? Because you have bitterness. But how do you have bitterness? When you don't deal with, you know, properly with the hurt that you have, you can plant the bitterness and let it grow. And it will kind of push you to seek revenge. So it is important for us to deal with our hurt. Nobody's perfect, right? We get hurt all the time. We, we live among imperfect people around us. So we get hurt. Like they throw, you know, like sword and you know, arrows and like you know, spears 
all kind of stuff is coming to you, right? You get hurt. Then how you deal with those hurt, that's the important matter, right? If you don't properly deal with it, you will plant the bitterness. They will seek revenge. That's the kind of order. That's why he tried to uh, justify his revenge. Samson said to them, since you've been acting like this, I won't stop until I get revenge on you. It's kind of sad. Let me ask, is any one of you thinking, end of this year, eight, year 2018, I'm going to seek revenge? Is any, any one of you, if you think that way, my recommendation is don't do that. Do not seek revenge. Please don't do that. You know why? Three reasons. It's going to be wasting time. It's going to be wasting energy and wasting creativity. Wasting time means the person who hurt you, they don't even, they don't even know that they hurt you. So it's wasting time, right? It is wasting energy because when you try to seek revenge, it consumes a lot of energies. We have young folks here, right? But you guys are getting old. <laughs> Do not waste your energy like that. And I want to talk about creativity. You know, we were created by God's image, right? Did you know that? We were created by God's image. That's what Genesis chapter 127 says. We were created by His image. Means we are God's creator and we have creative thoughts and creativity. When you try to revenge others by you know, like creativity spirit, you can really go all the way. You know, you, you guys are smart, right? You can be evil as you can be. So do not uh, use your creativity to tear people down. We have to use our creativity to build people up. That's why you know, we're trying to do mission in this church. We have to be smart, creative to do, build his kingdom. So my recommendation, do not seek revenge. Alexander the Great, he was, you know, Alexander, you know the great, right? He conquered the entire world, the world that he thought in, in that, you know, at that time. He was only 30. Can you believe that? He conquered the entire world, but he could not keep his temper and he killed his own of closest friend. After the incident, he, he said, I conquered the entire world, yet I could not conquer my soul. So what do you do when you have this anger issue? You got to bring them to feel of Jesus Christ. As simple as that. You have to bring them to the Jesus Christ. He has to deal with it. It's heavy, right? I've been telling you it's heavy. The last point, seriousness. Samson was a careless person. He, when you look at him, you know, he was a Lazarite. He, he made a bow, Lazarite bow. Lazarite bow means... He has to abstain from like drinking wine, and he should not touch the dead body, and uh, he should not touch. I mean, shave his head. But he he thought that was kind of joke. He considered those Razrabao as kind of joke, because he you know he, he he touched the lion, that lion right. He didn't really care. He didn't really care about God's opinion, and you can clearly see that from the incident of the relationship with the uh, Delilah. You know, Samson and Delilah story, right? In Judges 16. Philistines, they had five major cities. They all gathered and they come with the conclusion, hey, let's kill this Samson. He's, he's a powerful man, but we got to kill this guy. But he loves women. 
when they found out that he fell in love with a prostitute named Delilah, hey, let's uh, hire her. So they gave five cities, they gave her lots of money to seek the secret of how you know, strong the Samson's were. He, she, tried, she tried to convince him many times. But when you look at the, you know, the, the Judges 6, 16, 15, 16, it's interesting that he just took it as a joke. He took it very lightly. It's like playing game. Uh, let's say like this. Samson answered, when the Delilah asked him, if anyone ties me with seven flesh tongues that have not been dry, it will as weak as one of other men. That was, that was the answer he gave him, gave her. And they tied, tied Samson, but uh, Delilah said, hey, Philistines are here. Then she just broke it because it just tricked her, right? Because he, he played as a game, not only first time, but second time. No, no I, was, I was joking with you. Second time, I'm serious now. Then, you know, he said, I need a fresh, fresh uh, tie, fresh tongue. I, I need to have that. It, it has to be dry. And it, it, was, it tricked her again. At the third time, she, uh, he, Samson, gave her a little clue. It has to do with my hair. But he didn't tell her the whole truth. One by one. The sadness is that she had to tell her the real secret. And uh, verse 17, 16, with such a lagging, she prodded him day after day until he was tired to death. So he told her everything. No laser has ever been used on my head, he said, because I have been Nazarite set apart to God since birth. He knew that he was a Nazarite. Nazarite means he was set apart from the birth. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me, and I would become as weak as one any other man. You know, it teaches us the destruction. Uh, it doesn't come overnight. It doesn't come overnight. You know, I don't wake up one day and say, I want to be a terrorist. I don't usually, I mean, you don't say that, right? It's just build up day by day. So it teaches us the importance of walk with the Lord day by day. Sometimes it's not fun. Opening the scripture and meditating the word day by day, it's not fun. Offering prayer, even coming to, you know, we have some, you know, like a few guys coming to the early morning prayer. It's not fun to wake up early in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, and come to the early, you know, church prayer. It's not fun. But those, like, accumulates. That is, I think, it's important for us to uh, take the matter serious. I think it's sometimes coming to even church. You know, like, again, this is heavy stuff. Uh, maybe we. Take it as kind of, you know what? Going to church for me is like another social life that I'm enjoying. If there's an attitude, uh, maybe it's not the right place. Having a faith, it's not really, you know, uh, joining a club. It, it, it is more than that. Samson lived for himself day by day. This is how he end up in uh, verse 19 and 20. This is sad. Having put him to sleep on her nap, Delilah, she called a man to shave off the seven braids of his hair, and so he began to subdue him, and his strength left him. Then she called, she called, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He woke, woke 
uh, awoke uh, from the sleep and thought, I will go out as before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. It's kind of sad. He did not know that. He thought he would still have power, but he did not know. This is one of the saddest passages. And following verse says, even sadder, that the Philistines seized him, gouged out his eyes, and took him down to Gaza. Gaza is one of the Syrian Philistines. Binding him with the bronze shekels, they set him to grinding the prison. My goodness, grinding prison, you know, grinding millstones like that's the animal's job. He lost his sight. He has to grind the, you know, um, millstone. Sad, sad. And that, as I was meditating this passage, I wanted to ask to myself, how about us? Are you sure that you are not going to be like Samson? That was a question that I wanted to ask myself. This is sad. This is heavy. But we have to know one thing. This is a thing that we have to remember, understand. Though Samson did, it, did not win the battle against himself, God never gave up on Samson. Though Samson forgot about God, God never, he never forget about God. I mean, forget about Samson. God always watched him. God was with him all the time. You know, this, I love this verse 24. It says, but the hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. Oh, this expression gives us you know, a little slight hope, right? It's the, I mean, the power doesn't have to do with the hair. It has to do with the Spirit of God, right? But this passage gives us hope. And when he got, you know, he, when he couldn't see, and when he was grinding the millstone in the prison, maybe time was too slow for him. And he was thinking, maybe God may give me a second chance. I'm sure he prayed to God. I'm sure he repented his sin to God in the prison. When you hear, when you see the, you know, at the end of Samson's life, you know, people are gathered, like, like three, over 3,000 people gather to worship idol. They want to mock, insult Samson. They want to, you know, ridicule uh, Jehovah God, our God, sees, conquered uh, Samson. Our God is greater. They were yelling and make fun of Samson. He couldn't see, right? So he asked the little boy, can you lead me to the one of the pillar so I can touch? Philistine didn't know that he repented. Philistine didn't know Sam, that Samson rededicated himself to God. With all his strength, he pushed the pillars. And that day, 3,000 men died. That's how the Bible records. I think that's why the Hebrew writers include Samson in the list of um, fair ancestors. Good news is this. I, I, I don't want you to miss this. God always gives us a second chance. Samson went to God and repented. 
and God restored the broken relationship. Samson started to have a brand new life again. Then God provided him all strength again. Samson, the greatest victory was witness at the end. Wherever you have been, how badly you messed up, how much you wasted your life, how severely you fail, God is telling us today, my son and my daughter, you can start again. That's the message. My daughter, my son, you can start again. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Look, law, all is gone. New has come. You know, that's the evangelion, that's the gospel message that we have. God gives us second chance. Whatever you have done in the past, whether it was good things or bad things, it's not that important. The important thing is right now. Commit to the Lord. That's, that the Holy Spirit control over your life. You know, that's the key. Do you know that? If you gave your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. You know that, right? With God's temple. That's why Paul mentioned to Corinthians, don't you know that you are God's temple and the Holy Spirit dwells in you? Don't you know? Some of them didn't know that. I hope you know that. If you gave your life to Christ, the Spirit of God is dwelling in you. He's with you. He never, like Old Testament time, they, they comes and goes. Spirit comes and goes. But no, He's dwelling in us. He never leaves us. He's always with us. That's the key. He'll never forsake you. Always with you, and He's always God. Who always gives a second chance. He's always God waiting for us. Allow His Spirit, Holy Spirit, to fill you up. He's here without with you, right? So all you, all we need to ask is, God, fill me up this week. I want to give this week to you. Though I have still far away to go, I want to give myself to you, Lord. If you are willing, God will pour His Spirit upon you. I mean, He's going to fill you up with His Spirit. He's already with you. Walk with the Spirit this week. Amen? Let's pray together. Father God, I know uh, how much you love us. So how much you love us, Lord God. How much, how how precious we are uh, in the eyes of you, Lord. Help us to realize that, Father God. We were spiritually uh, dedicated to you, Lord, and you have called us, Father God to serve this generation. We are special uh, in a way, children, Father God. And often we do not, we forget the fact that how precious we are, Lord God. Lord, uh, if there's anyone who feel that our relationship is broken, would you, Lord, uh, remind us that you've been always with us. The relationship cannot be broken, Lord God. Though fellowship may be not there all the time, Father God, but we know we are your children, Lord God. Help us to 
enjoy the relationship we already have given to us, Lord Jesus. And Lord, I ask Holy Spirit to fill us up this week so we can live the life that you desire us to live, Father God. The life in abundance, Lord God. Bless each one of us tonight, though, today, Lord Jesus, and this week, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for being wonderful Father and friend. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.